0: Tune in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's up, Jay August in the house? <laughs> 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 Jay, have <laughs> you met Courtney, my co host? Um, just now. Just now.
1: Hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> so glad to see you.
2: Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet man, you. Man, guys. thanks for coming on
0: Black Hollywood Live The Trend. We've been talking about this for a while, so we finally made it happen.
2: Yes, we have, yes. It's nice to be back, because remember I did it when it was uh, in its infancy when it first started. At the
0: house. Exactly. At the house.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and now here we are in
0: quarantine. We've come a long way since
2: then. (laughs) Yes, you have, yes. Congratulations (laughs) on all the awesome stuff you've been doing. I see you guys all the time, so. Appreciate
0: it, appreciate it. Thank you. We're happy to have you on. How have you been surviving through all all of this madness that we've been going through the last few months?
2: Well, um, first of all, as you can see, I'm going for COVID chic right here. Hey, I hear you. It looks good, man. You know, thank you. I have to turn everything into a challenge. So um, this is my personal haircut challenge. I want to see how long I can go without getting my haircut as somebody (laughs) who gets his haircut once a week. So, um, you know, I I have to make a game out of everything. So I made a list of six things that I try to get through every day. And um, if I can get through four out of six, that's good. But then, you know, the world kind of changed two weeks ago and now on top of quarantine, now we're dealing with, you know, the uprising, the movement, yeah, doing right now. And honestly, if I'm being 100% real with y'all, like yesterday was a very hard day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a really, really dark place, you know, thinking of everything that's going on, but I think it was mostly brought on. One of the things that brought it on too was that I'm looking at this whole quarantine and coronavirus and everything, and- looking at the numbers steadily rise in Los Angeles and all over the country and yeah. realizing that as a country, we don't have a leader, nor do we have a plan. Mm-hmm. And I just got to thinking, I'm gonna be stuck in here for another year. Like, yeah, what's really going on? So yeah. fortunately I had some nice conversations with some friends last night and um, did some meditating and some did my spiritual work this morning. And um, you know, I'm feeling better about that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand, man, because uh, we've, we've talked about we were talking about it on the show uh, recently that it's like a, a, a variety of emotions I go through on a weekly basis. It's like one minute I want to cry. One minute I'm mad and angry. One minute I'm just kind of numb because it just and 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 I got to stop watching social media sometimes because it just it's it's just, it becomes too much. You know, yeah. it's just but then I want to know what's going on. But then I when I know what's going on. I'm getting depressed.
2: I know I do this bad combination of news and social media at the same time watching the news with one eye, so, looking at the social media yep. with the other. And then I found this horrible uh, Instagram page last night called uh, Karen's Go Wild.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that was bad because I was watching posts and posts and posts and posts and posts of yeah. this phenomenon of, you know, uh, white folks feeling like they have the right to police us because that's really yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I watched hours of that. So I think that's contributed to my dark mood yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and have you been protesting at all? Or you've been kind of keeping it in the house.
2: I have. That was one of the things I think that was um, that I was struggling with the hardest in a lot of ways was the protest started. And I'm, I'm an A student. So if you tell me to quarantine in place, I'm going to do that till you tell me not to. Um, but the protest started, and I didn't realize that I had this cognitive dissonance going on within me that was like, you got to get out there and you got to stay home. And it was this pull that I was just feeling. And so I had to go into my prayer closet and do my spiritual work and really ask myself, what is really going on here? Okay, really weigh everything, really think about it. What is bothering you? Why does not going feel like, what does that feel like and why? Long story short, I came to the conclusion that in the fifties and sixties, people risked their life too, to protest. So I made the choice to protest.
0: Yeah that's understandable
2: yeah yeah but I also found um active ways that I could participate from home and um that was important there are many lanes Amanda Fields said something that really stuck with me was she was talking about how a lot of folks are just waking up to a lot of the issues going on right now but lucky for us there are thousands of beautiful people all over this planet who have been upset about this for longer than you. So, yep. throw yeah, that's true. <laughs> them, yep. and that's how we can accomplish things. Of course, yeah. I'm movement for Black Lives, I'm thinking Color of Change, I'm thinking Black Lives Matter, um, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's giving you a lot of time also to kind of reflect on all your great body of work that you have. I mean, you've been on some of our favorite shows, I mean, man, you you work more than you're the hardest working man, black man in show business. Because I was looking at your roster today, I was like, oh, I forgot, he was, I forgot going, he was on that. Keep going, keep oh, going, and keep and going. And keep brother's going. on this I too. To on that one, yeah, oh, and that okay. show too, and that was one of my favorite shows too. And now you're on a new show, Council, uh, Council of Dads. Yeah. I mean, and and tell us about that, man. I mean, I know that you guys premiered. It was a after the season finale of This Is Us, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, we premiered a few months ago, like right when the quarantine was started. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's this really beautiful show that I think is really, really like oddly um, perfect for this time that we're in because it's really about people who you might be related to and and some that you're not related to really showing up for one another in a time of crisis, but also in those quiet moments that happen to each of us every day. Like Mm -hmm. when you need a dad to teach you how to tie a tie or how to ride a bike or how to drive a car um, to walk you down the aisle. It's about a group of people who are just there for one another. And um, that's what drew me to the piece. And um, you know, I put out into the universe that I wanted three things for my next show. I wanted to work with people who inspire me personally and professionally. I want a character that feels like a hand in a glove, but is challenging in a fun way and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be on a procedural, and I got off. Mm. Look at God.
1: Right?
2: That's manifesting Look God. right there. <laughs> right. Look at, I'm gonna take some, of, give me some of that juice right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. some of that, Jay, some of that write it down, manifestations. Write it down. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you play Dr. Oliver Post. Yes. And what is Dr. Oliver Post all about?
2: So Oliver is Robin's best friend. Um, we, are, we are best friends, and her husband gets diagnosed with a terminal form of cancer. I am an oncologist. He becomes my patient. And um, I see him through his entire illness. And uh, he he asks me and two other men, if something were to happen to me, would you be there for my family? And, you know, being their best friend, it's easy for me to say yes. However, I have a family of my own. I'm a married, a gay man. Um, I have an adopted daughter. And um, I have my, you know, busy profession and um, I have a very busy life, but I wanna fulfill this promise to my friend. And not only that, um, my character's dream in life is just to be a great father. Everything else can be whatever, but he just wants to be a great father. And when he takes on a project, he completes it. So there's a lot of tension regarding my family versus you know my obligation there. So yeah, so that's my character in a nutshell. Sure.
1: I love how the the show kind of, it's the concept of the village raising the children and it's not just your nuclear family and that kind of thing and you stick there. And it's a, actually, it's a really remarkable concept that shouldn't be so remarkable because we know it, it it's, works for all of us. How have you felt? sort of how has doing the show sort of influenced your vision on how you care for your own family and deal with your own friends differently because you guys had a great moment just I can't remember which episode it was but um, where she uh, your best friend is asking she's like basically you're walking on eggshells around me like I need you to be there for me but like, I need you to be you like I need to be in you to be in this and be yourself because obviously like right now we're also dealing with our own friends like that may be not black dealing with what we're going through and trying to be helpful so I'm just curious how has playing this role sort of influenced these views of friendships and villages and families and how we actually are all intertwined
2: isn't that interesting because I was thinking about how as a world we are being asked to show up for one another Mm -hmm. yeah in terms of the coronavirus it's like show up for each other by just staying at home show up for others just by wearing a mask And that's how we can contribute. Show up if you're a frontline healthcare worker, right? Then when it comes to Black Lives Matter, you know, we need our allies to show up for us. We need people to to, um, talk to their family, talk to their friends so that we're not the only ones that are fighting for police reform, that are fighting for um, the criminal justice system reform and ending the prison industrial complex. Those are the things we need. We can't do it alone. And it's so it was so deep to me how there were marches in other countries as well, and how, you know the whole world is kind of showing up for this idea of equality and ending oppression. But as far as the show goes, yeah, um, you know, as actors, we had to show up for one another as well, because each of us has a very deeply personal story. That we're telling on top of the story that the show is telling so yeah it, it happens off camera as well as off.
0: i read an article recently that um you were saying it was maybe a couple months back that you you came out and that this character inspired you to want to do that because you wanted to you, you said something in reference to not being able to play this in the most authentic way without expressing yourself in all forms. What was it about it that really made you feel like, you know, I, I want the world to know about uh, this about myself. And, and what was it about the character that also made you feel like this was the time for you to do it?
2: Well, it happened sort of in layers. Um, for me as an actor, I really strive to do the most authentic work that I can. And I didn't feel like I could give the performance that I wanted to give if I wasn't, if I was somehow, if I had a wall, up. When people look at me with Robin, I want them to feel like we are family, like we are connected. And so I just couldn't walk into this experience doing what I usually do, which is keeping the people that I work with at sort of an arm's length. Um, They never notice it, you know, per se, but I notice it, right? Mm -hmm. So then also I wanted to be able to contribute from a real place. And I just felt like, Why not? You know, the work is so important to me. So I came out to the cast. I came out to the writers and the producers, you know, again, because I wanted to be able to contribute as a black gay man, which is a very specific experience in this world, right? Yeah. Um, Like even down to like, when I knew we were gonna spend a lot of time in the character's house, I knew that there were things that I needed to see on the walls. There were books that I needed to see on the shelves. There was an interaction that he and I needed to have. So I didn't feel like I could contribute from that place with a wall up. So then when it came time to talking about the show, like what was I gonna do? Like sit here and be like with you guys and be like, oh yeah, the character, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like that doesn't make for an interesting interview. And not only that, it doesn't push the conversation forward. Mm -hmm. So, I felt like I had an opportunity to sort of be of service by sharing this part of my life at this time while sharing this character that I love so much with the world.
0: How have you seen as a whole that the industry will probably change now because of COVID and and productions obviously are are changed at least for a little bit. I mean, the only one I know right now, I know a lot of the studios are trying to figure out ways to make the best of the situation. Tyler Perry is, He's been ahead of the game with a lot of things, but like, how, how do you think it's gonna really affect the future
2: of just entertainment as a whole? That is such a great question. I mean, some people think that the industry is gonna be different forever. Like yeah. us doing this now, like, is there really a need for me to go to a studio to do an interview? Is there a need for us to get in our cars, get dressed, do all of these things for a meeting? Like this might be the new normal. Um, no. you am hearing all kinds of rumors about what it will look like being on set, which don't sound fun. No,
1: um, not at Like all.
2: being quarantined in a pod for four months with the yeah. actors, with the directors. Um, I, I don't know if that is tenable because what do you do about your other, what do you do about your partner, your marriage, your relationship? Um, so I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know um, if I'm looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> Um, I think you know a vaccine will have to, you know, and also it really changes the way we'll tell stories, right? Because I'm hearing that yeah. no extras, minimal guest stars, minimal locations. So I'm confused. I'm like everyone, just waiting to see what will happen. So I mean, your guess is as good as mine.
1: Yeah.
2: I know. As a sigh, it's, I know. It's like know. <laughs> heavy sigh. It's
0: heavy.
1: Yes. Does it even, does it make you, have you considered or thought that maybe you will reconsider like how you express your art? Is it acting and television that you even still would want to do if the environment is what that would be?
2: I mean, I'll be an actor till the day I die. I hope to be 70 years old with some sides in my back pocket memorizing lines. (laughs) (laughs) However, I have always been a writer and a director as well. Uh, last year, I was lucky enough to be nominated for three Emmys for my work on. I the saw the, that yeah. Giants. Yes, so shout out so to Jake the creator. So um, I have always had my own projects in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, uh, you know, I uh, we'll see. I got some good things on the horizon. So yeah, I will um, definitely be expanding in that direction.
0: Well, what would you say is your secret sauce to longevity in this career? Because You are one of those faces that have been working for a long time. And first of all, you don't age. I'm trying to figure out what you're doing because brother, you look the same. Don't don't let me pull out some old angel pictures. You know what I'm saying? You look the exact same.
2: No, I see every minute of it. First of all, you're too kind. Thank you very much. Um, I don't see what you see, but that is okay. I I received the compliment and I'm not gonna try to talk you out of it. You know, that is such a great question and uh, one that I think about a lot. And I also think about it in terms of other actors that I look up to. So for me, um, I think in the back of my mind, and I've never really said this out loud, but I think one of the keys is to try to always stay new. Um, So- I like that. Yeah, and so with that, I think what that means is like, with a lot of the work that I've done, I feel like, It's, I've never really um, amplified myself as much as the work in a lot of ways. So I feel like in a way it helps me to stay a bit um, tofu as a publicist, Mm -hmm. I used to know. Like you can drop it into any dish and it has a different flavor if you don't Mm -hmm. know too much about it. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a part of me that I think has benefited from being semi-distant from the public a little bit. so that's one way, I mean, I feel like, uh, I also feel like I spend a lot of time and energy developing each character from scratch. So I try not to rely too much on my own mannerisms or yeah. myself. I really try to find subtle ways to push the character forward and, and seem different. Um, so I would say that that's one of them too. And also just keeping great relationships.
0: Yeah, um, that's important.
2: Yeah. Like, always realizing, I always, sometimes I'll see other actors do things that are, uh, might give them a bad reputation or, or uh, dying on certain hills. And I call it pitching your tent. And I always say, don't pitch your tent too early because if you get a job and then you start showing off or showing out really, mm-hmm. essentially kind of what you're saying to the universe is like, this is it for me. No, you have to keep your eye on 10 jobs from now. So if something doesn't go your way, don't fight every battle. Choose your battles carefully because they will stay with you. So yeah, I would say I, I never felt like I ever really pitched my tent. I never have felt like I've arrived. I'm always working to work. I'm always trying to build great relationships and, uh, and build with the people that I work with.
0: Now I love that you said always making it new. I, I like yeah, that because it's like it's not revamping, it's just giving it a fresh touch. You know, it's yeah. it's putting a little little seasoning on the top.
2: Exactly. Like me with my new COVID hair. <laughs> Give
0: something hey, 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 the barbershops okay. are open now. I mean my I know, barber but I'm not here. going. Yeah. I'm are afraid they? to go. I'm afraid to go. Yeah, my barber called me. I'm 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 nervous though. But you got a myself. Cut? Well, I I cut it myself, but I can only do the body, like, I don't if I, if I fade it, it's gonna
2: it's not, it's not look not gonna the same way. Yeah, yeah. Not I'm faded. not the brave. No, and I'm not ready to go to the barbershop shop yet either. um My barber has offered to come over, but like I said, I'm an A student, so I try to yeah. I try to really follow the rules. So, yeah, but I'm just going with it. I'm just when this when they come up with a vaccine is when I'll get a haircut. <laughs> well, I hear you. All right, but you might you might have a fro. But you're, you're gonna be out here. You're gonna be. You're mind. gonna be
0: like this. <laughs> Let's see. It's an experiment. <laughs> what uh can you tell us about the remainder of the season for Council of Dads? I mean we're also right around the corner from Father's Day, which is this this yeah, uh weekend. It's so it's, so it's yeah. like perfect timing for people to binge watch the show if they haven't seen it yet.
2: Absolutely. Well, tonight we're on episode eight, and uh my character is in the middle of deciding whether they're going to adopt another child. And um that goes uh Very, It's a very uh, intricate situation where we don't know whether they're going to adopt another kid or not have that next addition to the family. Um, And we're trying to just continue to move past the tragedy that we suffered at the beginning of the season. Um, There's a huge storyline about Luli's father, um, Mm -hmm. Scott, who died. We don't know if that is Luli's biological father. father, So there's a lot of, uh, I'd say there's a lot of drama coming up, but mostly it's us working through it. Um, so yeah, that's what's coming up for the rest of the season.:
0: Yeah, and I love the focus of of just the dads and men and just you know, strong men uh, featured on the show, and they all have their own obstacles that they go through in life, but it's 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 a cool concept for the for the show to see that on TV.
2: Absolutely. What are you guys doing for Father's Day? Give us some ideas over at Council of Dads. How should we? Mm.
0: Start? Uh Courtney, what are you doing? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I will be Marco poloing my dad because he doesn't answer the phone, because he mm-hmm. just doesn't. And so I send him video messages on his birthday and all of that. And my sisters and I. Um, we just ordered a gift. (laughs) We just figured it out, but my family's in Atlanta. So my two sisters will take him out, even though it is completely against my desires. They're going to take him to dinner.
2: Oh my God.
1: And I, I can't even, we won't talk about what my family been doing with the quarantine. I can't even deal oh, with it. Oh, no.
2: Them. But they're
1: going to go to dinner, and they're going to be safe. And uh, we ordered him some stuff, laptop accessories, and he's in the bed all the time with his laptop. So we got him a new desk and some stuff going on.
0: Nice. That's yeah, awesome. I'll probably, uh, my, my family's in Ohio. So my stepdad will probably be playing, honestly, uh, spades on an app.
1: Ooh. Oh That's such what? a good idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll probably be, my mom, he, and probably my brother-in-law will probably jump on a Spades app and play at some point. You got to send me that. I need that. I will. I will. It's a good one, too. So
1: that app is really good. <laughs> nice.
0: She's played it with me. It's good. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah? It's fun. Who's better?
1: Of course I am.
0: <laughs> I mean, of course I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were slow to the draw. You lost. Exactly.
0: I would say we're equal. Jay, we're equal. We're, we're equal. Okay. We're equal. We'll Fair go 50-50 on it.
1: He'll say uh, that, I will yeah. not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she will not. Right. But she, she's a trash talker, clearly. Nice.
2: There's no other way. You got to
0: talk. <laughs> well, you got to do it in her space, if anything. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you also got, you know, outside of Council of Dads, you also got another project called Pearl coming up. What's that about?
2: Yeah. Pearl was a, a movie that I did with one of the directors of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. named Bobby Roth. And, um, you no, know, it's this really interesting. It's, it, it's funny because it's about paternity as well. And it's about a father who finds out that he had a child that he fathered many, many years ago. And um, it was an independent film. And of course, with all of the stuff that's going on in the world right now, um, I don't know what the distribution plan is. You wouldn't happen to have it there, would you?
0: Uh, I don't, okay. but I, I just saw that you it was, it was in production.
2: Yes, and it's done and it's complete, but you know, I don't know when the movie theaters are opening back up, so I don't yeah, know yeah. what the plan is.
0: I hear uh, they're doing a test launch. I was speaking with someone over at Lionsgate. They're doing a test launch with some movies in August. So okay. they're hoping that oh. they can open up. Yeah, August is scheduled right now for, for Antebellum, for, to be exact. So that oh, was the film, I'm so forgetting. they said, yeah. So they said, it, they said they're planning to have it open in theaters in August.
2: Oh, nice, so hopefully later this year. Yes, but it's yeah. called Pearl. So be on the lookout for that as well. Just
0: working, man, just nonstop.
2: You know, man, it's my passion, you know what I'm saying? I love, you know, I really feel um, so connected when I'm working as an actor and creating new things. So, I mean, I don't even look at it as working. So when you say that I've been working a lot, I don't really see it that way. I just see it as living, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Ryan actually just sent us a little thing and said you're, you're, it's slated for August 11th. You're ah, up. nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Thank you, Ryan. Got that Thank research in.
1: Thank you,
0: Ryan. Got that research real quick. Yes. <laughs> well, we're wrapping up, but what is something you've learned about yourself while being in quarantine that you didn't know before?
2: You know what I've learned? The biggest lesson that I'm going to take from life right now is the singer Bjork has a line in a song of hers that says, we mimic the openness of the ones we love. And the thing that I've learned from this experience of Council of Dads and being in quarantine is that when you open your heart, you invite others to do the same thing. And I'm noticing that with the viewers of the show. I'm noticing that in my own life now. I'm noticing it even with myself. So that's the thing that I would take most. And also I've learned in this quarantine that I don't wanna live a go, go, go lifestyle anymore. Mm -hmm. I enjoy being here at the house cooking having folks come over and visit, you know, like they used to back in the day. You, uh, need, you know, need somebody to touch some you food? Said <laughs> you said cooking. You said cook. I was like, what? I'm sorry. What? Well, yes. well, what are we cooking? What's your favorite
0: thing? Right, what's your favorite well, thing to I, cook?
2: Interesting, you know, my family's from Panama, so I say uh, the quarantine brought the banana out. And um, I've been cooking all kind of Panamanian and Maryland dishes. So, I mean, I throw some obey on anything, on some wings, some chicken, some crabs, some scallops, some shrimp whatever, um, but yeah, I've been cooking a lot of fancy <laughs> dishes as well like patacones and bananas um, and uh, arroz con pollo. So yeah, I've been, I've been over here burning.
0: Well, I mean, if you need some more pallets at the dinner table, you got two people who will no. volunteer right
2: here. We got And good, I've been good, an good A student butter.
1: in quarantine as well, <laughs> so. Oh
2: my God, I will let you know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we just right out front in the patio. Yeah, and, we can sit in the
0: front oh, or so in the back, yeah. wherever. Six feet apart. Six feet apart. (laughs) Where can fans find you on social media if they want to find out more about the projects, release dates, more about Council of Dads, everything?
2: J August Richards across all mediums. So that's J the initial August, just like the month Richards. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Courtney.
1: I'm all over the social media universe at Stuart Starlet.
2: You can
0: find me all over social media and the universe as well. And hopefully at Jay's house soon eating some of that great food. I know, right? <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting that out there, Jay. You saw that. You saw, you saw I it threw that in, in there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it was great having you on the show today. Congratulations for once again having another successful show. Yes, I mean yes, yes. if most actors could get a quarter of your career, they're gonna be successful. So keep doing what you're doing, man. We love watching you and uh, we're glad you're on our show. But hopefully once things kind of slow down, we can physically have you back in the studio.
2: That'd be nice. Thank you so much. And congratulations to you. I've watched you build this platform into what it is today. I love to see it. Congratulations.
0: Thanks, man. And uh, enjoy your your weekend. And uh, we'll talk soon.
2: Thank you so much. Good to see you. Take care. All right.
0: On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture.